You are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga Podcast. Today and every single week, I break down the most popular yoga poses. Also check out the free audio yoga classes on this podcast. Visit my website, lovebreezybreeyoga.com and subscribe to my newsletter where you get access to free yoga sequences every single month. Check out the show notes for information about today's yoga pose and my Instagram link where you can see this pose in action. And thank you so much for listening. Namaste. So I really love this week's yoga pose because not only is it fun, but it is accessible to beginners all the way to advanced practitioners. It can be a warm-up. It can be transitional. It has lots of different facets to it in its own right. And it's just one of those neat postures that you can sprinkle into a flow. And because it is a floor balancer, it is both easy and difficult depending on how you sequence it in a yoga class. So it's really fun. Now keep in mind, you probably have done this posture before, but you may not realize that it is referred to as tiger pose because like I said, it is transitional. So it can transition from songbird, for instance, or even donkey kicks or fire hydrants. It can transition into side planks. And sometimes I refer to it as dancer on the floor. So this is one of those postures that you need to sort of Google to wrap your mind around. But essentially, it is known as tiger pose. And it's the posture where you're balancing, well, you begin on all fours, and then you balance on one knee and then the alternate arm. And so it's done a lot in lots of different variations, which we will discuss a few today. So tiger paw tiger paw, tiger pose, <laughs> using your tiger paw, I suppose. But tiger pose simulates the stretch of a tiger when he or she is waking up. So it is super delicious. It is a spinal lengthener and it is a back bend. Sometimes it is a twist. It's definitely a core warm up, and it could be lots of different things. For sure, a balancing posture. Now you use this posture to stretch out your entire front body from your ankles all the way through your thighs, abdomen, chest, and up to your throat. It is a great pose to practice and here's why you should. Some of the benefits of tiger pose is that it is a back bend, so it helps to ignite the adrenals and nourish the kidneys for those of us with stressful daily lives. This stretch can also become a wonderful chest opener, heart opener when using the bound variations that we will discuss. And opening your chest is great for asthmatics, also for those with allergies. And in Chinese medicine, it helps to relieve anxiety, depression, and grief as well. Now, tiger pose should be avoided if you have chronic back conditions, but it is strengthening for healthy lumbar muscles. So you can help prevent 
back injuries when you take this posture slowly, one step at a time. Now there are several options as I mentioned in Tiger Pose and each one starts from a tabletop position. So some of the variations start from the most basic and go to the most advanced. So as you begin in tabletop position, bringing the knees hip width apart, the hands shoulder distance wide, really pressing the palms of the hands into the earth, spreading those fingers, pressing each pad of each finger into the mat, creating this beautiful length in the arms. Take your eyes down and begin to look for the eyes of the elbow as you gently externally rotate those eyes toward to the top of the mat or wherever your anatomy will allow you to take it. You're going to flatten the feet behind you. And then you're going to begin to shift your weight into your left hand. Your right hand will extend toward the top of the mat and your left foot will extend behind you. Your eyes can go wherever you need them to be. So if they're toward the earth, you're gonna have more stability. If they're toward the hand, you're going to have more of a balanced challenge, okay? So as we find this beginning variation, the foot behind you can be flexed. And sometimes I have my class point and flex that foot to begin to wake up the body. Also making circles with the ankles in one direction and in the other. Pressing the earth away from you, not having spaghetti arms. You really want to ground yourself here. Your hands are acting as feet when they're on the mat. So as you take this first variation, we call this Songbird. And it is mostly core work and balance training. So this is a great warm up at the beginning of a yoga practice or somewhere toward the beginning of the sequence. So as you find this parallel to the ground, your goal is to keep your hips leveled. You're going to, as I mentioned, have the opposite arm out in front and the opposite foot out in back and you're going to try to stay balanced on that knee and that hand. You're going to want to maintain a straight line from your fingers through your heels as much as possible. Now in some flow classes or other powerful classes that are trying to warm up the body, some teachers will have you tuck your chin round your spine, bring opposite elbow to opposite knee as you curl the body in, exhaling as you lengthen, inhaling as you bring it all in. And this can become a bit of a cardiovascular workout as well. Other options is you can bring both hands down to the mat. You can either begin to bring elbows into side, bending them, taking nose to the earth while leg is extended and you can begin to do kind of a three-legged push-up. You can also do donkey kicks as you take one foot and point it toward the sky. The bottom of the foot is literally hitting, well, I guess not literally, right? But visually, you're imagining that that foot is hitting the ceiling. And as you take the donkey kicks, this is a nice, powerful um, posture as it encourages a slight back bend and is also a hip strengthening posture. You can also begin to bring from donkey kick, knee out to side and open it up into fire hydrant, which will take you into a hip opener. And if it's in the practice, you can extend that top leg as well, all the way into 
an excite extension, taking this hip openers a lot deeper. You can also take this into bound tiger, which I like to think of as dancer on the ground. And this is a more classic variation as it stretches out your ankle and quadriceps. This is, as I mentioned, very similar to dancer pose, but on your knees. So I really love teaching this to my beginners or level one to two classes before we do a standing variation of dancer. This is a nice progression if dancer is your peak standing posture. From donkey kick, you can grab your foot or ankle with the opposite hand and kick up. As in dancer pose, you're going to make sure your hips stay level so you're not overextending those ligaments. Try using a strap as well if you want to help grab your foot, or an infinity strap is my favorite, but you can use any strap. This will also provide more length for your spine and avoid that crunchy feeling that we do not want to have. We don't want to compress the spine. Keep your knee pressing into your midline and pull your stomach in to support your spine as you deepen your back bend. After a while, perhaps, you can start to look up testing your balance. So eye gazes can go forward the top of the mat or even toward the sky, okay? Then there's King Tiger. King Tiger is with an overhead toe grab and it is the deepest and most difficult variation. I like to think of this as a cheerleader posture because that's where you see it a lot as well. It rotates your shoulder for a deeper chest opener and back bend. This is a very challenging posture, so definitely don't take it personal if your body is not there yet. You can also do this variation in King Pigeon, so it's the same variation with the foot on top, but you're doing it in a balancing posture here. Now there are various ways to help you do the toe grab. You can use a wall, you can use a strap, you can use a fancy elbow wrist twist. All of them will require you to have a warm and supple spine and open shoulders and chest. So you're definitely going to want to warm up the body parts first before practicing that. So this is one of those postures where you sprinkle it into the flow. But again, for those of you who create your own sequences or yoga teachers that do so as well, this is a beautiful way for you to go from um, kind of just warming up the core in Songbird to doing the donkey kicks to doing bound tiger, to doing some shoulder openers, some shoulder work, some cat cows, all of that to eventually getting a flow to warm up the spine, some gentle back bends and a sun salutation for instance. And then also um, eventually sprinkling back in king tiger from a dancer variation, so from bound tiger or dancer on the floor to a king variation, maybe using straps and then eventually taking this into the standing dancer posture. Um, and then there's tons of variations before you even take it to that level, which I've already broken down on this podcast in the past. So that's a really cool yoga sequencing that you can sequence around this concept, concept beautifully. By the way, Mercury is about to retrograde in a couple of days and I am totally feeling it in my recordings even if this particular episode doesn't publish during the retrograde, although it should. Ugh, I am, my communications are already feeling the heat. So 
as with any other posture, you do not want to force yourself into any of this. Taking yourself to your edge but never jumping off of the cliff is what I like to tell my students. You also want to be mindful of hyperextension of the joints, the ligaments, the body parts. You want to keep your body to where you are creating opposition. If you're uber flexible, try to dial it down. Yoga doesn't require this grandiose flexibility. It only looks good on Instagram. In your practice, you want to actually create that beautiful awareness of the mind-body connection. You want to be very mindful of your breath work and you want to create alignment in the body and you can only do that when you are trying to create opposition. So don't just bend your back or bend your spine or bend the body for the heck of it, basically. So think strength and flexibility in equal parts for your entire practice. So if you're very flexible, you're gonna work more on building strength, and if you have a lot of strength, you're gonna work more on being flexible. For my body, I tend to have a lot of flexibility and very tight muscles, so it's a, weird, a very weird contradiction. You'll find your own in your practice. Now some of the modifications is remembering that this is a kneeling posture, whatever variation you're taking. So you may decide to use a blanket under your knees for padding. You can also roll up your mat for padding. If your wrists are tender for any reason, you can use fists instead of flat palming. You can also roll up your mat and grab onto the edges, just creating that flexion there. Using your fists in tiger is actually more challenging for your balance, which means more core work, so that could actually be a good thing. It is also a great way to strengthen your wrist and resolve tenderness. So again, this is a nice way for you to sequence this into your personal practice or for teachers to do so as well. Now, alternatively, you could also try all of these options on your forearms. This will build some strength in the shoulders as well. And you can also sprinkle in some dolphins, some forearm planks. You can make a total forearm practice out of that, which is more challenging down low, um, but less strenuous because you're balancing not on your wrist, but on the forearms. Always remember that the level at which you practice has nothing to do with how deep you can take a particular posture. So your advancement in yoga is based on your commitment and mindfulness in that moment. Super important to remember that. Now one day, maybe your toe will touch the back or the top of your head in tiger pose, taking it into that king variation. Maybe that never happens for you. And guess what? That's okay because your body only knows how deep you take your postures based on how deep you took them the last time. And for now, take your posture or take your practice slow. Be methodical, be intentional. Appreciate the benefits of all the different options as you build your practice, whether it's this posture or any other. And I don't know if I have this posture in Sanskrit. Um, Oh, I do. It's it's very difficult for me to pronounce. Let me see if I can do it justice. So it's pronounced Vigrasana, which allowed me to sort of roll an R that wasn't there. But um, kind of interesting when you think about it. So obviously, meaning tiger pose, Vigrasana. 
So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this breakdown. This is a really cool posture. Love, love, love it. And enjoy. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste. Namaste.